this hour by Frederick Remington Fully Cooked Ready to Eat Bacon. Exclusive no refrigeration 10 year extended shelf life bacon. The thickest media center cut bacon in the industry at fullycookedbacon.com. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to hour number two of the broadcast. Pull up a chair by the fire and put on a pot of coffee. This is going to be an interesting hour as we talk about Jack the Ripper. And I thought I would just set this up a little bit. Everybody's heard the phrase Jack the Ripper, but unless you're someone, you know, in today's world that's sort of fascinated as I am with serial uh, murder cases, you may not know the details. So here's just a little bit of a setup. Jack the Ripper is the best known name for an unidentified serial killer generally believed to have been active in the largely impoverished areas in and around the Whitechapel District of London in 1888. Now the name Jack the Ripper originated in a letter written by someone claiming to be the murderer that was disseminated in the media. Attacks ascribed to Jack the Ripper typically involved female prostitutes who lived and worked in the slums of the East End of London. Uh, Wow, this is fascinating. Joining us tonight is Randy Williams. He's the author of a book on this where he actually takes this from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, and it's called Sherlock Holmes and the Autumn of Terror. And Randy Williams, welcome to Jim Paris Live. Hi, Jim. Hey, good to have you with us. Uh, uh, a fascinating book. I wanted to start, though, by telling people a little bit about you. So as I understand it, you're a lifelong martial artist, uh, studied Bruce Lee's style of martial arts. You're also a private investigator and a bodyguard and all of that. And then, of course, connected with you know the three biggest names in, in forensic uh, science, Dr. Michael Bodden, Cyril Wecht, and Henry Lee. Uh, wow. Well, what a background. I myself am a third-degree black belt currently practicing uh, in Taekwondo uh, here in St. Augustine, Florida. So uh, I love the fact that you're a martial artist. Tell us a little bit about your background. Well, I think you just kind of covered it. Uh, yeah, I've been involved in the martial arts since I was very young. I grew up in L.A. Chinatown and um, happened to be very fortunate in that my house was probably 400 yards from Bruce Lee's school back then. Wow. And... Uh, yeah, my neighbors were, were going Fu instructors, and one of them was Bruce Lee's top student, uh, Sifu Ted Wong, Sifu meaning master, uh, Chinese master. So I was able to, uh, it was kind of a perfect storm to become a martial artist, and I, I would have been crazy not to have followed that path. So I've been involved in the martial arts, written some books on uh, the style of Wing Chun, Gong Fu, and trained in Bruce Lee's Jeet Kune Do under Sifu Ted Wong. And uh, along the same lines 
uh, my career developed in in uh, criminology and uh, law enforcement. Um, I was always interested in, like you, uh, the serial killer and the mentality behind it and the science of catching these guys. And so I was always fascinated with Sherlock Holmes as a kid growing up. And of all the serial killing cases that I grew up reading about, the Jack the Ripper case was the most fascinating to me and still is to this day. So um, that kind of led me into the, the path of, of law enforcement and uh, in turn, combined with the martial arts, brought me into bodyguarding and personal security. So it kind of all came together for me and, and leaves me off where I am now. Currently, um, besides being a private investigator, I got my own little agency. It's called Black Stallion Security and Investigations here in Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm also in the corrections field. Okay, and I have to tell you, you you are a, a very gifted writer. Uh, I I I haven't read the entire book. Uh, we oh, received thanks. it uh, on PDF, uh, but wow, what a well written book! What what is your? Uh, you have other books, I understand as well, over at Amazon uh, on the martial arts. Is this your only foray into uh, writing along this style? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, what what I did was, uh, you know, I tried to faithfully um, pay tribute. Now, I would never purport to, to equal or, or in any way match Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, but what I tried to do was pay homage to his style by studying everything that I could get my hands on that he wrote. You know, he, he wrote, besides the, the Holmes stories that everybody knows, he also wrote things like medical ghost stories and uh, war history. He did, uh, you know, just ghost stories, and he even did a, a, a kind of a lost world story about a, a team of scientists going back and finding dinosaurs and things. So, you know, he has pretty a pretty well-rounded uh, repertoire there. And I read everything I could get my hands on of his so that I could sort of be as faithful as possible to his style. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting idea. So that our, our listeners understand what you did. You basically said, what if back in the day, Sherlock Holmes, which of course is a fictional character, uh, but but what if Sherlock Holmes were on the case of Jack the Ripper? What would he have done? And then you sort of take us through that whole journey um, in, in a, a fictional yet historically accurate um, portrayal, which then at the end of the book... And I haven't gotten there yet, but and we're not going to give that away tonight. But but just let me ask you this question: Did you ultimately solve the mystery as far as you're concerned of who the killer was? And we'll let people read the book to find out who it was. But oh, but just just yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you don't want to give it away, do you? Oh, well, well fine. Um, it's up to you. Absolutely. I I don't want to. I've had other authors say, "Oh, you gave away the <laughs> the punchline, and now I'm not making any money from being you know, on your show." I, I, you know, I'm of two minds about that because um, probably some of your listeners are going to be, you know, and rightfully so, be somewhat skeptical and say, you know, come on, you solved this this murder or these murders, and you know, then then if I can't really say who it was, it'll be a little bit difficult to present some of my evidence. But you know, so be it. Uh, however you feel, uh, you want. Yeah. So to what we'll do then is is I'll I'll get to that a little bit later in the interview. So that'll be the payoff pitch, and that's a uh, good radio to sort of set this up by. By teasing people along. Um, before this break, though, tell me why are we so fascinated with serial killers? I, I myself am. I have a daughter who almost went into uh, forensic psychology because of her fascination with serial killers. I have done uh, a number of shows on the topic of Ted Bundy, and every time I do a show on a serial killer, my downloads go like 
off the charts into the tens of thousands. It's like, what is it about serial killers that we are fascinated by these, these folks? Well, I think there's kind of a combination between, uh, you know, the, the idea of, of trying to analyze what, what went wrong, what, what would cause a person to do that. And, and the curiosity, why would someone go so far, stray so far off the path and, and, and do such horrendous acts combined with, you know, in, in my case, the fascination with the how they were caught. I've always been fascinated with the kind of working backwards and the methodology behind catching them, and that's fascinating to me. But I think there's also a little bit of this um, a, a kind of, a, you know, how you, you'll go by a train wreck or you'll go by a, a wreck on the expressway and you almost have to look. You can't help but and, look. And, and when I teach women self-defense is one of the things I do. I'm certified in the, in the rape defense program. And, and I talk about Ted Bundy a lot. I, I show a documentary uh, to my mm-hmm. you know eight-week-long class. I start by showing them a Ted Bundy documentary, which kind of scares them to death. But I say Ted right. Bundy has like a black belt, black belt or higher uh, in evilness. And, and, and you have mm-hmm. to match up against this on rare occasion – but you still have to match up against it. Is that part of our fascination is just how diabolical some of these people are? I mean, Ted Bundy with the fake casts oh, and crutches and well, yeah, all you, of the things he it. did. Sure, sure. You, you know, I mean, you absolutely hit it on the head. There's this kind of morbid fascination. Um, why do we watch uh, The Exorcist or why do we watch horror movies? Uh, but in, in the case of a horror movie, you have something we call suspension of disbelief, where you momentarily pretend you don't know there, there aren't any vampires. And this couldn't couldn't be more real, which is why it's even scarier than a fake horror movie. A break coming up. We'll be back in four minutes. Our special guest, Randy Randy Williams, the book uh, all about Jack the Ripper. We'll have that and more. Stay tuned. Hi, this is radio talk show host Jim Paris. And if you are like me, you hate all of those monthly bills. Well, I reached the point about three years ago that I decided enough was enough, and I went to war with my personal stack of monthly bills. I canceled cable TV and legally connected my television to the Internet, and now I get hundreds of free TV channels, and I don't pay for cable TV. I found a little-known way of getting free home phone service for life, and I discovered a totally legal way to opt out of Obamacare and cut my health insurance bill by more than 60% per year. If you want to learn more about my personal war on monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. That's christianmoneyplus.com. If you're just plain sick and tired of those monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. Does the current world crisis in North Korea or our domestic crisis right here in America concern you? Well, I know it concerns me. My friends over at Legacy Food Storage have solutions in the event there's the inevitable. What's the inevitable? Civil unrest, a run on your local grocery store. And here's my question to you. If this happens, how do you feed your children? How do you feed your grandchildren? Legacy Food Storage has the solutions. In fact, they can help you implement a simple plan to take care of your needs in the event of the inevitable. By calling them right now, I have authorized them to give you a special 20% discount at checkout by simply using GCN. Call 
888-543-7345 or visit them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. That's 888-543-7345 or visiting them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. Make sure you use GCN at checkout for an incredible 20% discount. Don't be a victim. Take control of your life now. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. So are you tired of being tired? Well, then it's time to get the tea. Hey, it's Lisa here to tell you about this all-natural, all-organic tea I've been drinking that has had great results for over 20 years. It's called Life Change Tea, and it's specially formulated to help detoxify and cleanse your kidneys, liver, colon, and blood all at once. The colon is one of the most ignored organs in the human body. The faster that waste is eliminated from the body, the less time that waste sits in our intestines, spreading toxins to our bloodstream. This tea helps cleanse chemicals caused by outside intruders from our entire digestive system. And get this, weight loss can be a side effect. And with continued use of the tea, you can experience clear, healthier, younger looking skin, increased energy, and a happier outlook on life. So if you're tired of being tired, get the life change tea at getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. And like me, you'll be glad you did. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. listening to Jim Paris live. All right, we are back. The book is called Sherlock Holmes in the Autumn of Terror. It's all about the Jack the Ripper case. And if you go to Amazon, you will find that this book has 137 reviews, almost a perfect five-star rating from those that have read it. It is over 600 pages. There are pictures, there are diagrams, and it's all written um, from the standpoint of what would Sherlock Holmes have done to catch Jack the Ripper. A fascinating idea to take a book from that perspective. I know Christmas is coming up in a week, so for those of you still searching for that last-minute gift, you can grab this over at Amazon. Uh, Sherlock Holmes and the Autumn of Terror, and our guest this hour is Randy Williams. He's a lifelong martial artist, private detective, and he says that he solved the case of Jack the Ripper. And uh, why don't we start, Randy, by setting the stage for those that don't know who Jack the Ripper was and what these series of murders were. Uh, tell us about the murders, how many there were, and why this case is still so famous today. Well, the number of murders is, is up for grabs. You know, the people that are interested in this case and are really sort of um, involved in it 
almost to the point of obsession, many of them, us, uh, are known as ripperologists. And within the, the ripperology community, there is no general consensus on how many murders there were. It is generally accepted that there were five. Um, those are called the canonical uh, murders. And I'm not of the opinion that there were five. I actually believe and have proven to my satisfaction and the satisfaction of my co-authors as well as some local uh, law enforcement officials and court officials that there were actually 13 murders, uh, 13 attacks, possibly 14. Um, so, you know, that, that number is, is sort of not agreed upon, but that's not anything unusual because in the ripperology community, very little is agreed upon by everyone, if, if anything. So um, we feel that there were 13 murders altogether, and the murders were all of prostitutes, which were known in those days as unfortunates. And that's kind of a good name for them. And we, uh, we believe that the, the Ripper was more than one man. As a matter of fact, we believe it was a team of three commissioned by a fourth who had uh, a record of hiring others to commit murders on his behalf for political gain. Hmm. And uh, was convicted and was actually imprisoned three times and was uh, actually exiled from a couple of different countries, three countries to be exact. For, for those crimes. So in the 1800s, and I think you set it up really well at the beginning of the show, the way you described Whitechapel as being sort of an impoverished area of London where there was, was crime, there was prostitution, murder, robbery, burglary, there was famine, there was homelessness, there was disease running rampant. It was a very, very um, blighted area, and it was only miles from Buckingham Palace. And, and back then, people thought of the British Empire as, you know, the, the, the sun never sets on the British Empire. And it, it was a shock to many people back then, and probably today, that there was such an impoverished area of London so close to the very center of, of the British Empire. It almost reminds me of, like, one of those scenes in Les Mis where you kind of are brought back to that. I know that was France, but but still the idea of people in that day and age and and i think we just take so much for granted today all of the blessings we have of 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 clean water and indoor plumbing and heat and 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 uh air conditioning and access to refrigeration for food to just think about how the poor lived you know back in the late 1800s i mean uh it's not so so, right yes it's not so bad being poor today being poor today is 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 probably like being rich you know back back in the day one of the things you and i chatted about a little bit on Facebook, we were messaging is 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 a little bit of the motivation of the killers, and uh, let's start referring to them in plural because that's what what your conclusion was uh, that there might have been some spiritual motivation behind this. Uh, were, were they were they in their in their mind like doing a good thing to be murdering prostitutes? You know, people that were fornicators. Uh, uh, was this sort of their idea of justice? You know, not in that way, in my opinion, but, you, you know, the, there was a motive. And first of all, just to, to establish this for everybody listening, in, in a U.S. court of law, there is no motive required to be shown to, to convict someone of murder. It's always nice to show the, the jury what the motivation was, but it's absolutely not an element of any case to prove motive. However, it's always important, um, especially in a case like this, to explain the motive. 
Now, in this case, the, the motives were race, religion, and politics, not necessarily in that order. They were basically terror attacks, very similar to what ISIS is doing today. The, the main enemies of their cause, the Rippers, um, were capitalism and Christianity. And they are, they've always been the greatest enemies of the anarchist-slash-socialist-slash-communist cause. If you look back at, even uh, in 1844, Karl Marx wrote a treatise on economics and philosophy, and he names those, he names Christianity and capitalism as the greatest enemies uh, of, of his cause. And one of my suspects, uh, I might as well say who it was, it was Prince Kropotkin of Russia, who was the man behind the, the motivation. Uh, he names Christianity and capitalism as his greatest enemies. And, and what they did was, they used these murders, in my opinion, as a form of propaganda, which is near and dear to the communist and socialist anarchist. What they did was they chose these prostitutes because it was salacious. It grabbed the attention, like you, you mentioned earlier when we first started talking. It's something that fascinates people. And even back in the 1800s, you know, if you wanted to grab people's attention, uh, a salacious murder of prostitutes back then, even today, it grabs the attention. But imagine in the 1800s. And what they did was, you know, they didn't hate, in my opinion, they didn't hate prostitutes per se. They hated prostitution. Communists, anarchists, socialists hate prostitution as the absolute most egregious abuse of human beings possible. And so what they did, in my opinion, was they targeted prostitutes and used them as martyrs. They thought, in this war against prostitution, there have to be some, some casualties, like there are in any war. In the Vietnam War, the Korean War, any war you name, there are casualties. And I think that they looked at these women as martyrs. And in fact, in their own newspaper published by their club, called the International Working Men's Educational Club, they called these victims martyrs, meaning women that died for their, their religion or their cause. Well, talk about getting into someone's mind. So in order to help prostitutes, we're going to kill prostitutes. Yes. As, as odd as that sounds, it, it makes a bizarre sense. And today, you know, the ISIS guys will mow down a crowd of innocent bystanders, you know, in, in at Westminster or in Times Square or in Nice, France. They'll just mow down a random group of, of people. But, in, but what the Rippers did was they specifically chose prostitutes as martyrs to a cause. And I hate to give these guys any credit, but they actually did. Well, and, and, and look at, the, look at a, a modern-day example of that, Ted Kaczynski. Yeah. He, he yeah. picked certain pro, a certain prototype of person to make his argument about the evil of technology. And he didn't have any personal angst with any of them, but he went after them because of what they represented and that would fulfill his goal. All right, a lot more to talk about. Randy Williams is with us, Sherlock Holmes, and the Autumn of Terror, Jack the Ripper. We'll be back. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. 
Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. Guys, wouldn't your wife or girlfriend love it if you treated her to the very best this Christmas? Well, you can, and you don't even have to go out of your way. We're talking about the world's softest pajamas, available exclusively at Pajamagram.com. That's Pajamagram.com. Created by a team of dedicated pajama experts, the world's softest pajamas are lighter than a cloud, softer than a bunny, like cashmere, only better. She'll love the way the world's softest pajamas feel, and you'll love the way they look. More than a gift, they're a feeling, an invitation to relax a little longer. The world's softest pajamas are available only at pajamagram.com. Visit today and give her a gift that keeps on giving to both of you. Plus, you don't even have to wrap because every Pajamagram includes free gift packaging and Christmas delivery is guaranteed. So visit Pajamagram.com or call 1-800-GIVE-PJs. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best complete nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Calbenz Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. listening to Jim Paris Live. All right, we are back. Randy Williams is here. He's author of Sherlock Holmes and the Autumn of Terror. If you like 
true crime and you also like Sherlock Holmes, it's sort of a mixture of the two. The book has uh, almost a perfect five-star review on Amazon.com. You can pick that up. And Randy, do you have a website or anything you want to give out? Yeah. um, Well, people can find me on Facebook. The page for the book is called Randy Williams versus Jack the Ripper. No spaces. Randy Williams vs. Jack the Ripper. And there's a lot of um, essays on that page, pictures. Um, There's quite a bit of information about the case and about the book there. Very good. And uh, the questions are starting to roll in by email. We have a very loyal audience, um, many of which will ask their questions by email. So I'll just go ahead and let everybody know. If you have a question, I'm going to open up the phone lines also right now. 877-317-6432 is the number to dial if you'd like to talk to author Randy Williams about uh, his book on Jack the Ripper. You have your own theory. You've got a question for him on his theory. 877-317-6432. 432. Also, you can send your questions by email to jim at christianmoney.com. As always, we ask you to put the, your uh, city in the subject line so we know where you're listening, jim at christianmoney.com or 877-317-6432. And uh, Randy, let me ask this question. It's a, it's a great one because uh, we get to use a, a radio segue and go from Sherlock Holmes to H.H. Holmes. This is the question coming in from a listener in Chicago. Uh, there's a number of people that think that this character, H.H. Uh, H. Holmes, uh, who was a mass murderer based out of the Chicago area, that he actually went over to uh, to Europe and committed these crimes and then came back. And the connection they make is the uh, sort of surgical mutilation that he had a medical background. And I guess there's even some sort of an A&E uh, TV show about this or a series on this. This uh, emailer from Chicago wants to know what you think about that idea of H.H. H. Holmes being Jack the Ripper. Well, it's a fascinating concept, and I understand why they might think so. But um, first of all, I have evidence to the contrary. But to begin with, there were actual eyewitnesses. uh, And specifically, there was an eyewitness to the double event, which was Jack the Ripper's tour de force performance, where he killed two women in one night. And there was an actual eyewitness. And that eyewitness was a, a Hungarian Jewish man named Israel Schwartz who lived very close to the murder site. And Israel Schwartz uh, actually identified the murder as being a Jewish man um, who had an accomplice standing across the street who chased Schwartz away after having been called a Jewish name. And so it's sort of, uh, and other eyewitnesses that saw Jack the Ripper always uh, claimed he was a Jewish man, which H.H. Holmes was not. Um, I don't know that there's any evidence that H.H. Holmes was ever in London, but I think it would be very difficult for eyewitnesses to confuse an American with um, a Jewish man, an American Gentile, rather, with a Jewish man. And the fact that Israel Schwartz was himself Jewish and recognized Hebrew being spoken, uh, I think, weighs heavily uh, against anyone who was not of uh, Jewish, Jewish origin. Uh, I'm not here to refute anyone else's theory. I'm here to promote mine. Sure. But um, w- when we talk about the surgical precision, now I've got three of the world's top criminalists on my team, two of which performed thousands and thousands of autopsies through their lifetimes. 
and neither of them is of the opinion that Jack the Ripper had any more skill than uh, the average Northeast Pennsylvania hunter. I've got friends who never graduated high school, and they can dismember a deer in a matter of one to two minutes without spilling much blood and without damaging any of the internal organs. They're not surgeons. They're just guys that have done it for most of their lives. And I think that the Rippers uh, learn by doing. And if we look at the progression from attacks to murders and culminating with the Mary Kelly killing, I think we can say that they learned by doing, not unlike hunters. And they may have very Tell us, Randy, what the mutilation, tell us about the mutilation that occurred to the bodies and, and what was the reason for that? What were they trying to, to, to further their message in some way by, by removing certain, uh, or they, they removed certain organs from the body? Is that right? Yes, they did. Uh, specifically the uterus, the heart, uh, and the kidneys. Now, what I believe they were trying to do was, was create shock value. I did a video, an animation uh, on on uh, YouTube, which your listeners can look at. Uh, it's called Jack the Ripper, the McCarthy Letter. And there's an animation there. And in it, I show um, one of the mutilations that was done was to Catherine Eddowes in Mitre Square. She suffered horrific mutilation, uterus removed, uh, internal organs, uh, uh, kidney removed and taken away from the scene of the crime, and then mailed to... Uh, a local vigilante in Whitechapel who my guys would have hated because they were going around beating up innocent Jews. They didn't choose to send the kidney or the letter to the police or the newspaper. They sent it to this guy, George Lusk, who headed up this vigilance committee. They would have hated him. Um, But what they did was they also mutilated the woman's face. And if we look at the person, the picture of the woman's face viewed from the right side of the body as if you were kneeling to the right side of the body, as all of the doctors uh, concur the murderer would have been doing when he did these mutilations, it's very plain to see that in her face are carved the initials IK three times in her face. Now, people have postulated on what these mutilations were. They look like little Vs cut in her cheeks and chin and slashes through the eyes and mouth. But when you view that, that picture from the side, the way the murderer would have been looking, it's very obvious to me that you can see IK carved into her face very plainly three times. And in fact, on her chin, IMK, and Isaac M. Kozabrodsky was one of my three suspects. So I believe that that mutilation was done sort of almost as a, a shock value. If, if you gave a, this kid was 17 years old, if you gave a kid a knife and sat him at a picnic table and said, here, carve up this picnic table, what do you think the kid would carve? Probably his initials, and that's what I think he did to her face. Um, if you look at that drawing, the police sketch, uh, the forensic sketch of, of the injuries to her face, to me it's very obvious. You can see IMK carved into her face. You now tell also us. Perceive, go ahead. Go on. Well, you uh, can tell also us. I, I was going to ask you at, at this point, uh, because we've mentioned, I think, two of them, tell us who all three are and then give us sort of the connection between these three, uh, the, 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 right. the three murderers. Yes. Well, first of all, we know that, you know, historically, it's not common, but it has occurred a number of times where multiple killers will commit serial murder. For example, the Chicago Rippers, uh, your your viewer from Chicago would have heard of them. The Hillside Stranglers, Bono and Bianchi, uh, Shermantine and Herzog, the Gallegos uh, family, 
the, the, the couple, the Fall River, uh, Massachusetts cult. Recently in the news, there was this Russian cannibal couple that's, that, that committed serial murders. And in, in this case, there were what I call the four jacks. Now, I already mentioned Prince Kropotkin as the jack of diamonds, uh, the person who funded the operation. But we also have a guy called Louis Deemschutz. He found a body, and I say that, quote-unquote, found a body. Uh, Louis Deemschutz fits the exact description of all the eyewitnesses, including a policeman who saw him. Uh, Deemschutz, by the way, is a fake name. It means uh, protector of noble women in, in Russian and German. Uh, it can also mean protector made of smoke, as in smoke and mirrors or up in smoke. He was an educated guy. He spoke at least five languages, uh, claimed to have found a body, as many murderers have done, to insert themselves in the investigation. You mentioned Ted Bundy earlier. There have been many murderers who have inserted themselves in the investigation. You know, the Atlanta child murderer, uh, Wayne Williams, John Wayne Gacy, the BTK killer, Gary Ridgway, the, the Green River killer, Edmund Kemper. A, a lot of them have inserted themselves. And Dean Schutz did that, too. He was probably the first one to do it, in my opinion. And Randy, we'll hold it there. The music, we've got a break coming up. And when we get back, the names of the other two murderers. And then let's talk a little bit, too, about uh, the forensic uh, dream team that our author, Randy Williams, had help him with this book, uh, how that relationship developed as well. All that and more. We'll be back. Hello, everybody. This is radio talk show host Jim Paris for FreeSurvivalGifts.com. If you're a survival buff like me and like to try out the latest survival gear and gadgets, then you're going to absolutely love FreeSurvivalGifts.com. At FreeSurvivalGifts.com, you will find a wide array of survival gear, books, and videos that are all 100% free. That's right, just pay your own shipping. Now, I know you're asking, why is all of this survival gear free? Well, the companies offering this gear are doing so as a way to promote their brand and introduce new products. Check it out today, freesurvivalgifts.com. Pick up one or more free survival items for you and your family. That website again is freesurvivalgifts.com. Check it out, freesurvivalgifts.com. Want revenge on the common housefly? Well, after 10,000 years, someone has finally come up with a better way. The Bug Assault, a miniaturized shotgun, which utilizes ordinary table salt as ammunition. Non-toxic and no batteries required. So much fun, you'll forget you have a wife and kids. $39.95 and free economy shipping. Use discount code GCN and get an extra 10% off your purchase at BugAssault.com. Makes the perfect stocking stuffer. Get your Bug Assault today. Most people think life insurance pays after you're dead. That's true. But did you know you can have tax-free access to your life insurance while you're still alive? You can use the life benefits of your life insurance to grow your money with certainty and guarantees. No stock market risk, no tax risk, and no penalties. Call Life Benefits if you'd like a free book about how this can be done. Call 702-660-7000. That's 702-660-7000. Mm-hmm. 
Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so, so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and Body Extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. Many medicines used to treat colds and flu contain acetaminophen, a pain reliever and fever reducer found in hundreds of over-the-counter and prescription medicines. But taking too much or more than one medication containing acetaminophen per day can damage your liver. So always read the label and don't take acetaminophen if you drink three or more alcoholic drinks every day. To learn more, visit fda.gov slash OTC pain info. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Food and Drug Administration. Listening to Jim Paris Live. Sherlock Holmes in the Autumn of Terror is the book. Our guest is Randy Williams. We're talking about Jack the Ripper and a fascinating book. And uh, we were rudely interrupted there by some more commercials. Our last segment, uh, Randy. So finish telling us who the group was uh, of the killers that make up. Uh, we think of it as one killer, but your book says it was a group of four. Is that right? Correct. Three killers funded and motivated by a fourth. Um, well, I mentioned Louis Diemschutz, who found the body of Elizabeth Stride, the first of the double event murders. There was also Isaac M. Kozabrodsky. He was a 17-year-old um, who was arrested with Louis Diemschutz, uh, along with the third uh, murderer, Samuel Friedman, in an unrelated, actually, I say unrelated, but it was actually quite related, a violent crime six months after the double event. Now, uh, Kozabrodsky... Um, he lived near one of the victims, Mary Jane Kelly. He lived very, very near to her before she moved to her home in Christchurch where she was murdered. But previously, she lived in Stepney near the gas works, and she was very close neighbors with Kozbrodsky when he was very young. Now, he, uh, I believe, was a very malleable, easily influenced young man that was contracted by uh, Diemschutz, who was the steward of a men's club, that was an, an anarchist socialist club calling themselves an educational club. And my, my third killer was a man called Samuel Friedman, who was 41, 42 at the time of the murders, who I uncovered had a previous rape conviction in 1886. And in 1886 to, to obtain a rape conviction was a very difficult thing uh, in that society. 
it had to have been a very egregious crime. Um, Friedman, I believe, was sort of the the stand the the the, uh, the lookout that would stand off to the side and and watch out. And he was the man who chased witness Israel Schwartz away during the double event murder. Now, the three of them worked together, I believe, to commit these murders on behalf of Prince uh, Kropotkin, Prince Peter Alexievich Kropotkin, who was imprisoned twice and ejected from Switzerland under suspicion of involvement in the assassination of Tsar Alexander II. Kropotkin was actually forced to leave Switzerland at the insistence of the Russian government. You know, and he received numerous death threats from the Russian Holy League, which was organized to protect the Tsarist regime in in Russia. And later on uh, in France, Kropotkin was again arrested under suspicion that he played a role in terrorist attacks in Lyon. They never adequately uh, proved it, but he spent three years in Clairvaux prison. And then after his imprisonment, he was expelled yet again and then went to London and started the International Working Men's Educational Club, where he put Diemschutz in charge. and that's the club I mentioned before, the Socialist Anarchist Club, that was masquerading as an educational club. Wow. Uh, now, uh, this is a great question. I love our listeners because they pick up with on things I would never think of. A listener in Dallas is emailing. They want to know, is it possible today to still go to the scenes of these crimes in, in London? Is there... Uh, like a tour you could go on, or has the landscape changed so much that you, you couldn't really go there and sort of, you know, do your own uh, review of oh, the yeah, settings yeah, you of can. these crimes? I've actually been to the crime scenes a number of times. Now, some of them are gone. Uh, for example, Mitre Square has been completely demolished. Um, you know, some of the crime scenes, Mary Jane Kelly's home, completely demolished. But you can still go on these tours. In fact, a good friend of mine who's arguably the world's greatest ripperologist, a guy called Richard Jones, runs a beautiful tour in London, and he takes you to the scenes. And even mm-hmm. those that are demolished, he'll take you to where it once stood, and he'll paint a, a great picture for you of the way things were back then. So, yes, you can go to the crime scenes, those that still stand, but most of them are have been demolished. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough, I've been involved in this case for over 40 years, and I was actually able to go to some of them before they were demolished. So the if if I understand this right, and tonight I, I learned so much, but it, it seems like it wasn't just that five to thirteen. You're in your uh, you, you concluded were thirteen, but as far as the public knew at the time, it was sort of accepted like that it was only five or six maybe at the time. But the fact that the the, the mutilations of the bodies and and all of that is what made this such a quote unquote infamous case is is that fair oh yeah very fair yeah because that that, you always think to yourself wow you know why is this and it seems like every uh, serial murderer today is compared to jack the ripper it's it's kind of like the baseline that everyone after that is compared to now uh, an emailer here from california uh, wants to know about the forensic science behind this. They may not have heard the beginning of the show where I mentioned the dream team, Michael Bodden, Cyril Wecht, Henry Lee. Uh, how, how, tell us about their involvement in the book and what the forensic science uh, did to sort of buttress your position on all of this. Well, first of all, for your, your listeners who don't know, Michael Bodden, um, he used to have that show on HBO called Autopsy. He's a Fox News consultant. He worked on everything from the Warren Commission, President Kennedy's assassination, the O.J. case. 
he was taken to, to Russia, brought to Russia to look into Tsar Nicholas's murder. Uh, he worked on Sid Vicious, Claude, Claus von Bulow, the Phil Spector case, Medgar Evers, the Michael Brown, hands up, don't shoot in Ferguson. He's the one that determined the actual circumstances of the, of, of the death. David Carradine, he even worked on Bruce Lee's death. Dr. Weck, you know, he frequently appears on the nationally syndicated programs like, you know, Forensic Files and Dateline and all of the true crime shows we all love. He also worked on the Warren Commission, Senator Robert F. Kennedy's assassination, Elvis Presley's autopsy, O.J. Simpson case, John Benet Ramsey, you know, Mary Jo Kopechny, the one that drowned uh, with uh, Senator Ted Kennedy. Uh, many, many uh, famous cases. Dr. Henry Lee is best known probably for his involvement in the O.J. case. He was the Chinese criminalist who, who said something's wrong here and sort of brought light to the tainted blood evidence. Uh, he worked on, on John Benet. He's single-handedly responsible for Elizabeth Smart being recovered safely. Um, he used to have a TV show called Trace Evidence on Court TV. So these guys are big names, and I got them enlisted because they all double-checked my facts once I presented my case to them and found that my case was very, very credible. They helped me uh, in analyzing the doctor's reports from the day. Uh, Dr. Lee helped me sort of recreate the crimes. His specialty is sort of recreating crimes as they happened. This guy was hit here, dragged here, kicked here, uh, stabbed here, pulled to this spot, and, and that sort of thing. So Dr. Lee helped me recreate the crime scene. So in my book, when I do, I do the murders twice, once from, from the point of view not knowing who the killer is, and then we redo the murders again from the killer's point of view later on in the book and give all the details that Dr. Lee helped me uncover. And, of course, Dr. Wecht and Dr. Bodden helped me very much in understanding which injury occurred first, uh, which, which punch w would have had to have happened first, which stab wound would have happened first, when the mutilations happened, and so forth. So you had access to, I mean, all of these, they're, they're not maybe today's autopsy records, but all of these records are exist and are publicly available for you to have access yes. to? Yes, yes. All the doctor's reports from the day are still available, and we relied on them heavily. They helped me analyze those, especially from the standpoint of trying to analyze, you know, how did this murder take place? What was the MO? You know, where did they, they grab the woman? Where did they drag her? When did this? When did the first blow? When was the first blow landed? When did the stabbing take place? When was the mutilation post mortem or anti mortem? That sort of thing. Hmm, fascinating. All right, Florida is emailing. They want to know. So is this a closed case now? Are your peers, ripperologists, as you call them, are they accepting this as the final word on the case? Well, many are. Of course, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you're never going to get. Uh, complete agreement in the ripperology com uh, community ever. And, and many have a dog in the fight. So a person who's written a book about, uh, for example, H.H. Holmes having been the ripper is, is obviously not going to agree you know, with my point of view. But people who read my book and understand the evidence, I mean, we have actual evidence that is lacking in other cases. And there's a reason why it's lacking, because they didn't do it. Um, we have evidence, for example, guilty knowledge. Uh, my, my suspects actually had guilty knowledge and made statements to the newspapers and the police um, before they could have possibly known certain things, but it sort of slipped by. No one paid attention. But if you go back and read the records, you'll find that my guys knew things about the crimes they couldn't possibly have known, 
if they didn't commit the murders or know someone who did. Um, as I mentioned before, I've got a guy with a rape conviction who found one of the bodies and lived very close to where a bloody knife wrapped in cloth was found in the most direct route back to his house from the scene of the second of the double event murders. We've got this. This is a great question. I got to hit you with this last quickly. Uh, Chicago wants to know if you were alive at the time with your evidence and your experts, do you think you could have gotten a conviction on these four? Absolutely. I could get a conviction now, according to the Luzerne County prosecutor. Wow. Fantastic. Great interview, Randy Williams. So nice to meet you, sir. Uh, We'll have you back. Uh, Tell us when your next book comes out. Sherlock Holmes and the Autumn of Terror. If it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris Live. Hi, this is radio talk show host Jim Paris. And if you are like me, you hate all of those monthly bills. Well, I reached the point about three years ago that I decided enough was enough, and I went to war with my personal stack of monthly bills. I canceled cable TV and legally connected my television to the Internet, and now I get hundreds of free TV channels, and I don't pay for cable TV. I found a little-known way of getting free home phone service for life, and I discovered a totally legal way to opt out of Obamacare and cut my health insurance bill by more than 60% per year. If you want to learn more about my personal war on monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. That's christianmoneyplus.com. If you're just plain sick and tired of those monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at fullycookedbacon.com. Fullycookedbacon.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective.